If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Welcome to another episode of Rock Your Money and Rock Your Life. We always bring on guests that can help you do exactly that, which is to get your money in order so that you have time freedom. Today, I have a couple that are going to help you access a vehicle of real estate. And if you haven't started that already, when would now be a good time to get into that game? So welcome to Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Thanks for having us. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having us. Excited to be here. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit, because in any time that you're driving a nice car, which you guys are driving right now, I want to know the jalopy that you used to drive, right? So how did you guys get to this place where you have this skill set, this ability to empower other people? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Khalil, and this is Kiera with Charm City Buyers. And uh, our lives are great right now, but it was a little challenging in the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah, so we started investing in real estate about a year outside of college. So we were fresh out of college, no trust fund, not a you know a rich uncle that used to invest in real estate, anything like that. And just really decided that we didn't want to wait until it was time to collect a pension. Um, at that time, they're talking about Social Security not being funded by the time it was you know, looking uh, like social security time for us. And so we decided to take some things into our own hands. And real estate was the method that we chose um, that hit most of the boxes for what it was that I was looking to do and accomplish, what he was looking to do and accomplish. And at that time we weren't married. So it was like, well, what are we about to do together? And so really looking at what that looks like individually and and collectively and, and real estate was what checked the most boxes and what helped us to not only put ourselves in a position to build wealth and cash flow and all that good stuff, but also make a positive impact in the communities in which we're investing. So, um, Kara, what's the, the, the best part of working with Khalil? The best part of working with him is we balance each other out yeah, really, really, really well. Um, and so, you know, we're able to balance when he's on, maybe I'm having an off day or things that I'm really, really great at. Um, you know, it, it fills each other's gaps really well. Um, and so we have a lot of fun with that in business. Now, being kind of opposites like that can always make it interesting for, for most couples, <laughs> especially um, not just in marriage, but in business. But something that was really big for us, and I think why it works well for us, is that we were really, really intentional about having conversations very early on in our relationship about what this whole thing looks like and setting that um, shared vision for where it was that we were going to head to. So even if I am driving him absolutely nuts, we're still on the same page as far as where we're trying to go and where we're headed um, and able to balance things okay, out. Okay, well, hold on a second. Let me get his perspective on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're driving him nuts and you think all is cool. <laughs> that's exactly right no as, as crazy as we drive each other as up the wall as we drive each other there's still love and the focus is on the long-term vision um you know the, the days are the days but the years are what we aim for and, and what we target so when we first got started 23 24 we sat on the couch and we vision boarded right we took all these different clippings and we wanted to see exactly what our lives would, would look like individually but also and more importantly together so that when we came together and we checked those boxes and real estate was the vehicle that we decided to move forward with, 
it was a no-brainer. I like to tell people that um, you know most entrepreneurs individually have 24 hours a day, right? Every individual person. We've got 48, which is awesome because we can balance off of each other uh, and make things happen. So while you guys are getting cozy in bed, you're like, oh, honey, did you call the contractor? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that, that was the accuracy. Oh, <laughs> that whole work-life balance, like when your when your life is your business, and you know, we have an eight-year-old daughter who, you know, she'll overhear conversations like, "Well, mommy, is the contractor be- behind schedule? Like, what's actually going on?" So it's a family affair. Um, so we try to be intentional about setting some time apart. But absolutely, we might wake up three o'clock in the morning, like, "Did you call that one person?" Your daughter, your daughter is likely, if she follows in your footsteps, going to be a badass realtor, uh, investor, and entrepreneur. Because my son's 29, and he's flipping properties. He's got his real estate license. He's selling properties. He's investing. He's he's just crushing. He's got a team knocking on doors, and he's 29, and he's doing stuff that I mean, I was just getting started at 29. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? You want to give them options, expose them to new things and let them choose the path and watch them flourish. That's what it's all about. You know, the reason I have the, the podcast Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life is after coaching people for so long, I realized that you could talk about, you know, being balanced or spiritual or healthy or, you know, having time for family. But what kept on showing up for people was they, they lacked time. They're like, oh, I want to, but I got to do my taxes. I got to cut the lawn. I got to clean the car. I got to do the laundry. And I thought the common denominator was this thing was that where people were trading time for money versus leveraging and creating cash flowing assets like real estate or stocks or owning businesses. And so I get excited when I see people that are young like you that have kind of got it early and you're like, okay, I get this because how old are you guys? We're at 32. Yeah, 33. Yeah, you're right in that sweet spot, you know, and and tell us a little bit about what you own right now, what that looks like. Yeah, so we have a portfolio of well over 20 rental units. We've um, everyone always talks about buying the block. We're always like, well, we did that, right? We went through and, and did some pretty large projects. We have a huge development project coming up where we'll be doing about 45 new construction homes in Baltimore. And so um we're we're constantly taking action and building our portfolio and doing the work ourselves. Um, But one thing that we realized really early on was that we can only do so much ourselves, right? We can only expand ourselves so much and do so much uh, development and work here. And so we've been really focused on how do we leverage the things that we learned the hard way, getting started and figuring out um, to position more people to find success, not only in real estate and learn and get exposure to that early on, but specifically do so in a city like Baltimore that has so much opportunity and potential when they have the right investors and developers on the ground. So do you have a goal? I mean, I think you're probably the type that want to continue to grow, Mm -hmm. but do you have a goal as to when you're going to hit a mark or maybe you have already where your monthly expenses are covered by your passive income? Yeah, so we when we started, our goal was our passive income to, to hit like I think it was like ten thousand when we started. That was like the the number. Um, and so we hit the ten thousand in net cash flow a month. That was going to trigger us to to leave our full time job. So we did that um, quite a few years ago at, at twenty seven and kept to to just build. Um, and expand from there. And so now the big goal has really been between us and our mentees and our next gen accelerator to hit 2,400 doors by 2025 in Baltimore. 
Um, so that's the, the, big, the big goal for us right now. Um, that's about 15% of the vacant houses um, in Baltimore. And so really saying, you know, for us, leveraging what we do, what we know and, and who we know, how do we make sure that we are writing our own chapter in the history of Baltimore? And that's what the next several years is going to be all about. So you guys strike me, you got an eight-year-old daughter, right? Yep. Um, and you're working hard and you're at it, right? Do you have a little team? What do you have? We do. Like, we have yeah. A team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, we recently vertically integrated also. So it's us and our business partner now uh, own a construction company, which is awesome. Yeah. So we have quite a few, uh, we have a pretty substantial team at this point to keep everything going. So talk to me about what you do for fun or time off, or is that, are you not really in that stage? You're like, hey, we both agree, pedal to the metal, let's go. You know what's funny? We, we were in that stage, that pedal to the metal, for such a long time. We punted our 20s, that's what we say. We didn't do anything, we didn't go out. Now we're at a place where we've really spent the last couple of months like, okay, let's relax a little bit, let's take some road trips, let's travel a little bit, you know, within limits because of everything going on in, in, in the climate. But, um, but we love doing that and we love getting away and getting together. Yeah, traveling's my happy place. So we're really big on traveling. So we usually take a trip like once a month at this point um, to get out of town, get around some other people because it's, it's not just about relaxing. Usually they're business trips, yep. um, but it's about being around other people with that similar mindset. So it's about making sure we're not getting caught in our own bubble and expanding our thought process, expanding um, how we think about running our business, managing our team, leading our team, working with our mentees, um, and just kind of raising the bar for ourselves. Like when you think about who you surround yourself with and the environments you choose to be in, you want to be in ones that are expansive. So traveling gives us an opportunity to expand and connect with other people who are doing really dope stuff all around the country. Now, I will say this, as we kind of pivot into that season of focus again, and she's not going to like this. We're going to go back to, to hustling, getting back to the focus, getting back to the grind so that we can hit that next level that, that I feel for us. Uh, and then, we'll, of course, we'll, we'll ease off the gas a little bit and start traveling efforts. I'm catching a play, so I don't know about him. <laughs> I guess he's staying here. <laughs> well, I, I get the, the, the feeling that he wants to get a jet for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, so it's all about compromise, right? right? I had a medium in there somewhere. I thought we were brothers. What's going on, man? Yeah, no, listen, you don't want to travel in a jet. Come on, I'll pick you up in mine. Let's go. I love a nice jet. I love a nice, nice CJ. Today, travel is very complicated with COVID and everything, you know. Getting a jet, it's really, really nice. It's enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we had fun with them this yeah, year. Yeah, it's a lot of, those are always really fun trips. Yeah. So tell us how now you are mentoring other people because, you know, you, you first go out, you experienced it yourselves, you got some success, and now you're pretty amped about helping people that haven't, you know, gone as far down the path as you. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, I, I want to start here. Our very first cohort, it was just under 10 people, maybe about seven people or so. And on that first cohort, six people purchased houses, which was great. We knew, okay, we're onto something. We have something here. Fast forward to now, two out of three people who join are buying houses within six months of joining, which is fantastic. Uh, we just did a survey recently and um, the summer months of 2021, so June, uh, July, and, and August, um, 36 closings. So every two and a half days, we're experiencing somebody closing on a deal. So it's, it's really working. Yeah, so we have about 500 mentees, everyone from all over the country, really focused on how you invest in real estate and have success and find success in real estate in Baltimore. So, you know, we could probably talk about real estate. The cool thing about real estate is the, the basis 
process, you can leverage anywhere, right? Uh, how you look at deals, how you get access to funding, things like that. For us, we focus on Baltimore so we can get really, really specific, take it out of that high level kind of theoretical conversation to say, okay, no, let's look at the block you're looking to purchase on. Let's look at the, the property that you're looking at and what kinds of things tend to come up in construction projects in a city like Baltimore that not only has homes that have been built 100 years ago, but may have properties that have been vacant for 30 years, right? And so those types of conversations um, and a city like Baltimore that's block to block in our next gen accelerator, we're able to get super specific, which is why we have so many people that find so much success because we're not just telling them theory, we're actually walking them through the process of finding deals in Baltimore, finding funding in Baltimore, managing and finding contractors, working through the tenant process, really specific to where we are doing projects, doing deals and doing real estate every single day. So they're able to leverage our resources, our guidance and our tools to be able to make that happen. Which is really phenomenal because I found that people that take these courses by Robert Kiyosaki, headed by real estate, et cetera, et cetera, studies have shown that about 96% of people never buy a property because yep. they get stumped in the field. Something yep. happens out there, they don't have a contractor or there's a foundation problem. They get scared and they back off. And so the fact that you're helping these people through the process and getting them to be successful is really admirable. Is it, is it, um, do you like get a bus and go out and look at stuff or what do you guys do? Yeah, so it's structured virtually, which is great, which is why we're able to have people from all over the country. And what we're able to do is we private coaching, uh, coaching classes or opportunities three to four times a week. So we're talking about um, neighborhoods. We have a session specifically with a lender who can fund the deals. We have sessions talking about incentives and financial incentives in Baltimore. We have a session that's like a free for all, bring everything you have, bring deals, let's go through them and analyze them as a group. And so it's just all of these different resources um, to guide you through the process. And then when you're looking at deals, sending them to us and we're able to say, hey, here's some developments that are coming around the block to the property you're looking at. Or here's some things that maybe you're missing in your financial analysis or your rehab budget. Um, or sometimes people are sending us like screenshots of conversations they're having with their contractor, like, well, what should I do in this situation? And we're able to guide them through all of that. So the cool thing about NextGen is we literally meet people where they are, number one. And two, we get as involved in their deals as they involve us. So we're able to jump in throughout their process of that year um, that they're in next gen. And usually when they're buying a property in the first six months, they get through that one. And then by the end of that year, they're on to property number two, three, or four. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, do you educate them through video or audio or is it all live? Or what is that process? Yeah, so there is a video curriculum. So there's a curriculum that'll walk you through kind of that foundation, understanding, being able to, to speak the language, being able to understand the process in general. Um, and then all the coaching sessions throughout the month are actually live. Um, so you have that live opportunity to ask, you know, real questions, questions that are coming from the curriculum or deals that you're looking at um, throughout the month. We do have a um, quarterly um, or pre-COVID, it was quarterly. We're trying to get back into that cadence um, in live uh, meetup or conference. That's really, really great when we can get in the room with folks. And then, of course, every once in a while, we'll sprinkle in some next-gen only uh, meetups throughout the year where we get folks together and do neighborhood tours or, you know, all those types of things as well. 
So I'm too old to join then if it's next gen. Yeah, because yeah, it's not at that point. We actually have our, it's really cool. It's I think our yeah. um our most senior next geners are early like 70s or something like that. So we have a full gambit of folks in the group. Um, and what's really dope when you think about next gen, they're thinking about their grandkids, right? How do I make sure I have what I need to have for that next generation? So um, not only is it the next generation of of investors and developers in Baltimore is for setting our, our own next generations up for success as well. I think we're setting up uh, the grandchildren to spend a lot of time lying by the beach drinking pina coladas. At this yeah. <laughs> you gotta give them that, that option. That's what they wanna do. Then set them up to, to make it happen. <laughs> I know, they'll probably be jetting off to Mars and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so what are, what are the typical, um, fears or obstacles that people have, right? Everybody, like I, I help people become millionaires and you know, I, I've never met an Uber driver or a, a waiter or anybody I ask, you know, would you be, like to become a millionaire? Nobody's ever said, no, thank you very much. I love this job, right? So people say they want to, but then when we start to get into the nitty gritty about the commitment or the education process, I can read their mind pop up and like, yeah, but can I do this? Am I good enough? Do I have, you know, I was told I was stupid with math in school and they're still carrying that with them. They don't have the connections. They're not as smart as you guys or as personable. And so they play that in their narrative. They don't always share it with us. They share something else like, oh, I don't have the time. I don't yeah. have the money. Uh, I'll call you next week. Sound familiar? Yes? Very yeah, nice. absolutely. You, you hit it right on the head. Yeah. So just for the purposes of people listening to this, because when I do my best delivery of coaching people, I'm able to go bypass that, that inner narrative and help them understand that, you know, they're just like you or me. Uh, they just don't know. And people don't generally like the word ignorant, right? If I was to call you ignorant, most people would say that's offensive. But I think it's actually more just clarity is... I'm ignorant when it comes to, um, say, snowmobiling. I was ignorant. So I've never had any experience. It's not a bad thing. But then the next step is to get around people that know how to say I'm ignorant and buying in Baltimore. If I get around you and I'm open, not totally fear struck, I could then model you and have your success, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mindset is a, at least 80% of the journey. Yep. In I don't care what it is that you're trying to do, like understanding whether it's a fear of failure or a fear of success or some other fear or some other fear. It usually breaks down to, to those. Like it's all about getting out of your own way and understanding that through how you think about solving problems, how you think about yourself, how you think about your future and your goals is the biggest barrier to entry to whatever it is that you're trying to do and accomplish um, and really learning to, to get out of your own way. Yeah, yeah. And I think when, when, when it comes to fears like that, it's immersing yourself, immersing these and in positive energy and in productive energy and energies that, that push you closer to who you want to be, your future self, and making sure that you simultaneously push away that, that energy that, that's holding you back whether that's friends, whether that's family, whether that's your own self. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be challenging. It can be tricky. But, um, but, but we absolutely, mindset is 80% of the way. No question about it. So where did you guys learn how to cultivate and, and continue to enrich your mindset? I love that question. Um, 
for, for me, I've always been entrepreneurial. So I've always kind of wanted to do something on my own and be a leader in some kind of space. And I get that from my dad, right? He, he put it into us very early on, your leaders. Um, uh, if, you, if you work with your hands, that's great. But what's one step better is working behind a desk. And one step better, own the company, right? So he kept, he kept pushing that to us and making us want, want more and, and drive harder. Yeah, so for me, I'm really big on, on reading books, right? I'm really big on getting in the room. So how do I even surround myself with people who are doing amazing things, which is part of that travel I was talking about earlier. Um, and so that's how I kind of recenter um, is by, by reading and watching my environment. Um, when we first started investing, I always say we were too young uh, to be, too young and naive to be scared. Yeah. Um, and so after that, it was about taking the fear because, and I'm sure you would agree with this, the fear doesn't go away when you're doing more things. Like that doesn't magically disappear. <laughs> it's about what you do with that fear. So we've learned to channel that, that fear, that anxiety, kind of all of those things that come up and channel it into taking action, whether big action or little actions every single day to continue to move forward and, and work yourself out of that, that um, fight or fright kind of situation when you're trying to figure it out along the way. And the fear is good. I mean, it's, it's, it tells you where you need to go, right? You, you're supposed to lean into that fear and fail forward and all those kind of cliche sayings, but it's, it's true, right? Whenever you feel that fear, you know your goal is, is your true goal. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to lean into it and, and get it done. Surround yourself with the resources and the tools and the people and get it done. Beautiful. Now, you guys have aligned your vision. You have a clear vision of where you want to go for 2025, which is quite rare uh, for anybody. It's a general yeah. rule. Then for a couple to be aligned in that fashion and then to be successfully doing it. And then to be ridiculously good looking, I'm just like, come on, like who won, the, who gave out the lottery tickets for you guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> but all, all kidding aside, um, how do you get a couple, because I'm sure this has happened, where one person's pro, you know, I want to invest, and the other person's more timid and afraid. And so how do you navigate that? Because that's a real problem for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. That's all about communication, right? So for us, what we tend to, to tell people is, you know, even if someone's kind of timid or anxious, usually that comes down to something, right? Talking about what is your goals? Where do you see yourself individually? I feel like that's where the conversation starts. And then you can find those compromising points, right? If it's about um, someone has a fear of, doing huge projects and working with contractors because they're worried about money because of some limiting beliefs they had from their childhood about how you manage and deal with funding, um, then it's about, okay, well, what kind of things can we do to not only work through that trauma, but also how do we set up our approach to investing in real estate or doing whatever that offsets that fear, right? And so maybe it's, we won't do a project that has a huge renovation. Maybe we're doing something turnkey to start so that we're setting up that foundation of understanding how the process goes, getting everyone comfortable. And then maybe we can push it a little bit more next time. But as a couple, it's about identifying what those things are, learning and understanding how to communicate them, and then creating a plan that everyone's on board with. Because even if one person is a little bit timid and the other one's um, all about the risk and ready to go balls to the wall, you really have to make sure um, that you're staying on the same page because you want to make sure you have that shared vision, that shared goal um, as you make things happen along the way. Yeah. So, uh, you guys make me think of this quote, nobody cares how much you know 
because they know how much you care. Mm, yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta really, you're, you're raising your kids in this real estate environment and um, you're not asking everybody to hit a home run. Hey, you know what? You want to get a base hit? Go ahead. Let's get a base hit. Let's get your confidence up. Let's yep. get you in the game, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You got a problem for you up. So how do people connect with you, contact you if they, you know, they might be interested in learning more about how to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can learn more about Charm City Buyers at charmcitybuyers.com. And we're also on social media on Instagram, YouTube, um, and Facebook at Charm City Buyers. Not on TikTok? Come on. Uh, not TikTok yet, but we got a few videos. I think we might pop up there coming up here soon. Not yet. <laughs> you know that the views on TikTok now are more than on YouTube. I know. It's so crazy. We, we do need to get on there. We have yeah. more reels on Instagram. We just need to repurpose them on TikTok. So you can just so them. people's attention span, I think, is so small now. Yeah. That, you know, TikTok. Yeah. It's yeah. Just a little, you know, minute and a half, what have you. So, um, but... Absolutely. Then I have to start dancing on TikTok like everybody else. Yeah. I might give that a miss. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So listen, this is, this is awesome. I think it's really good. I love the fact that you're also so, you know, zeroed in on, on Baltimore. A lot of people are like, Hey, you know what? You can buy a house anywhere in America, which is cool. But it's, it doesn't make you really the expert because real estate is a, is a, you know, it's a local game. You need to yeah. know what's happening in the, in, the, in, the, in the market, in the area, with uh, the city, with the changes in the laws, the zonings, et cetera. So good for you that you've taken that on. Um, and I really want to thank you. What are, uh, let's go with a favorite book or a favorite quote to uh, close this out. Yeah, yeah. So favorite book, that's going to be tricky because two of them come to mind for me. Uh, One being The Secret, uh, which is all about the law of attraction. It's a great book. And um, and the other one being uh, The Way of the Superior Man. Um, David Data, I spent two days on a boat with him. No kidding. I'm jealous. (laughs) Great book. Great book. Yeah. Super, super. And that's probably explains a little bit why you guys have figured out how to work together because you need to have some knowledge on that. Otherwise, things can get a bit dicey. 100%. 100%. Yes. And I'll actually name the one of the books I've read the most recently. I have a ton of favorite books, but recently I read um, We Should All Be Millionaires. It was a fantastic book. I would definitely suggest folks to check that one out. That's beautiful. I love that. That's great. Well, you guys are just a lovely couple. And I think that the people that get to work with you are blessed and fortunate. So continue to change lives. And I always say, you know what, if everybody owned like, let's say $10 million worth of real estate, instead of a few people owning billions and billions and billions, then the world would have a lot more time and be a lot less stressed out. Right. I just, I just stayed at a hotel in Miami and I was doing the numbers and you know, it's like a $1,000 a night for the hotel room. There's 400 bedrooms. Do the math there. Yep. Just renting a day bed, just a day bed overlooking the ocean, $250. Yep. And they have like 20 or 30 of them. That's a billion dollars just from one hotel, right? So you don't need to own a ton of real estate to have a, a bit of freedom. And so kudos to you guys for helping people make that happen. Thank you. We appreciate that. We love what we do. Yeah, that's great. And so if you follow this lovely couple, you can rock your money and then you can rock your life 
an even better place. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.